2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
0: I love Jenny that we're both sat here with the most mum buns you've ever seen. <laughs> oh my God.
1: I don't know who's this worse.
0: <laughs> I mean, my mum bum is accompanied mum bum, mum bum, mum bum. Oh, shut up. Shut Can't up. Speak. It's the deprivation. Mine is accompanied by mascara just down my face because today's oh. been...
1: Oh, there's been some meltdowns. Oh, Amy, how's just, it going?
0: Yeah, today, well... It's like I sort of get used to the sleep deprivation and then like Mm. there's some days it just slaps me around the face. But she's getting, I think
1: she's getting worse. (laughs) Yeah, we need to say this and be really honest. Yeah. It it can get worse. Like You think (laughs) newborn, it's going to get better from there. This is not a cruel thing to say. I wish I was told it can get worse yeah the thing is oh I mean we were thinking back to new but we talk
0: about newborn like the best days of our lives we were, <laughs> the other the other day Kenny was like do you remember you just I, I'd get up in the morning at like I don't know whenever she'd wake six in the morning seven and I'd just put her on him and she'd sleep on him for three hours straight and then I would get my three hours sleep oh and he'd sit and watch telly and she'd just lie on him for hours yeah. yeah, she'd get up a bit in the night, but it didn't bother me because she'd go straight back down when I put her down. Du- anyway, that's, yeah. <laughs> if you are about, just, uh, I don't know what you should say to people, though, if they're really hating the newborn day. But it might be different because some people, I read a book, the, other, the book I was reading the other day, she was talking about how she hated the newborn days. And then she said, by about four months, it started slotting into place and I started loving it. And I thought, well, I'm the complete opposite of that. Whereas... At first, I just thought this is lovely. Yeah, it's tricky at times. Whereas now I'm like, oh my God, I can't cope.
1: I still, though, I still do prefer this to newborn because when the good bits are so good, like their personalities and all that, and they. I didn't like how small Bear was. I found him fragile and I was very nervous with him. And now I can, like, you know, make him fly around the room and stuff, which is fun. And. I think as well for me, obviously I had a different situation, but maybe there's parents listening like uh, my baby had a cleft lip. And you know now that that's been repaired. I didn't even think that was a big deal at the time when he had his cleft lip. And it definitely wasn't. But now it's been repaired. It's almost like we always knew that we were coming to a stop when we had to do that operation. Yeah. And now we don't have that. And that's behind us. I'm like, now, you know, we just go. Well, there's it was a, nothing it was- stopping him.
0: Well, that was a massive burden to know you having to put your baby yeah. in for an operation was, oh God, I felt it for you, horrendous. But yeah, yeah that's so a nice, yeah. Can that's... I say as well, by, by the way, the, well, I just saw Bear on FaceTime a minute ago and I've seen pictures. You wouldn't know anything's happened. That is unbelievable. <laughs> like there's not, it, I know you said a scar might come up soon. It might turn red or something, mm. but it just looks, and he still looks the same. Like, it, you know how you thought he'd look a bit... You're worried how different he looks. I mean, he's so gorgeous, but he he wouldn't know. It's amazing.
1: It is absolutely amazing. And I've had a lot of parents message me who have had... Babies go through not just cleft repairs, but just operations. Like a man messaged me whose baby had a big birthmark on her nose, and she's having that done. And um, obviously, there's loads of reasons that bless your babies have to have operations and stuff. And it's it's always like if you're facing something like that right now, and you're you've got that on the horizon. I know what that feels like. But honestly, you know when it's behind you. I thought there might be a level of trauma still there. You just you just go like that's behind you now, and you just you the, have. I got time is, to think about that you haven't the future is so bright and I feel like oh. you are even more just grateful so it's it's a blessing and a curse that because it's yeah. definitely when I've needed it when it's got really hard at like four or five months having that although it was really hard it's kind of been nice in a way that it's given us this boost in yeah. a weird way if that makes sense
0: well yeah well it's just lifted it must be just such a massive weight off your shoulders I can't even yeah. imagine what you went through and it was it was yeah Hard, but yeah, that, and well, this, one, yeah, one way of
1: looking at it. This is a time when you do need a boost because, like you say, you do expect things to get easier, and everyone says four months the sleeping's hard, and me and you, Amy, we're now at coming up to. Well, I'm at five months. You must be very nearly there,
0: four
1: and a half, yeah. Um, and it's. Like you say, it, it's getting a little bit harder bear. You know, I told you how great he sleeps, and you were really cross with me. He's not sleeping that well now. Um, yes, if that makes you feel. <laughs> <Well,
0: laughs> no, it doesn't. Do you know what? It doesn't make me, obviously it doesn't make me feel good. Good. I'm not vindictive, but it makes me feel um, relieved. I'm not alone. If I'm honest. Yes. It? When I came on today, like today was a bad day, and and here's the thing: like I, I don't want to as, as like you say, this is such a weird time. It's the hardest by far because I do feel like this regression or or progression as um, it is referred to uh, Sarah, our sleep expert, who I have been DMing, just saying, help me. Um, <laughs> she calls it a progression because they are developing so much in this, in this spot. So if you are going through this as well, yeah, it's that. a lovely, lovely positive spin. Um, yeah. <laughs> I needed to remind myself of that today. Yeah, today was just a bad day. It's just not having in barely napping even now at the moment but um yeah apparently it's huge for the development but also if you are also in the middle of this sleep regression or you're dreading it um the the one thing I would say and this is what's so sort of conflicting about it is that she's also at the best age in terms of like her personality and she just makes me laugh all day like I'm obsessed with her I've never been more in love with her and you know and I, I feel guilty because when I have meltdowns, like today I struggled, it's because of the sleep deprivation. It's not that she's doing anything different. She is sleeping a bit less and she's just not... She wouldn't nap today. And But I think maybe I got it all wrong because I was trying to do other stuff. It's other life admin, you know, trying to reply to emails and get other stuff done at the same time. And that's when it all falls apart because I'm not focusing on her and I'm trying to do other things.
1: Yeah, and you you do have to learn to let those things go, don't you? Obviously, like if it emails, and I know you've gone back to work a little bit. So there is that. And that's what we're going to be talking about today with our expert. But you know, just things like there is a mountain of laundry behind me. And it's making me itch when I come in this room. I'm I'm going into a, a job every day this week. So I need like actual nice clothes. Nothing's clean. But I have to just think, No, that's not important at this point. Like, if Bear's down, I'm sleeping. And if he's up, like you say, he's so magical and wonderful at the moment. I'm not missing a second of it. So the the laundry can wait, and I'm wearing the ugliest clothes right now. And that's fine. Don't care.
0: Yeah. It's like, I don't know, I feel like we probably say this every week. It's like the best and worst of times. But we've said that from the beginning. I don't know. I don't. dread even listening back on it. But yeah, (laughs) it's... (laughs) It's just... And everyone keeps saying it will pass. And and do you know what? Everyone I speak to says, oh, yeah, four to six months is the worst bit. But I feel like no one told me that. I feel like everyone said newborn was the worst bit. But,
1: oh, I don't know. I know. It's just it all comes with different stuff and then everyone says to you oh yeah. it, it doesn't get easier it just gets different so it, yeah I
0: think mm, that's probably more the reality but she did used to sleep more and like did we, I think we mentioned this last episode that sleeping through actually means five hours she was doing that loads yeah at like two months yeah and I was taking it for granted I could have been smug on Instagram and everything on this podcast I could have been like oh my baby sleeps through um <laughs> but not anymore anyway um welcome to two new mums by the way um if you're if you're new to this then um welcome hopefully uh well I don't think we'll help you with anything we're just here for a bit of a whinge really but we do have um a host of brilliant experts and today um we're chatting to Emily who is so brilliant she's from work baby life uh, and it's all about helping women back into the workplace but um yeah I like I just touch on I did a couple of shifts at the weekend and I know that you've been doing a bit of work Jenny and it's we've said this before it's a bit different for us because we are self-employed so it's hard And but we can do some bits from home and that kind of thing but oh my god it felt really good mm-hmm. to, to go back and do something that you know it's a bit of my old life Yeah. just
1: those few hours over the weekend was it felt really really good and did you um, feel like when you after you'd done a few shows and then mm-hmm. you went back back to eden did you find that like even better than ever
0: oh yes yeah that's it and this is you know it's the same as having a break when you go for a swim or you nip to the gym or whatever it is you do go for coffee like it's when you come back you're you are a better mum yeah without doubt and they've not missed you probably that you know a couple of hours it's fine yeah um yeah so it does all it's just getting the balance right isn't it and i appreciate it's we're quite lucky in that we can you know radio shows are relatively short and you know even doing a podcast you take an hour out whatever but it does help it's it is brilliant so um but if you are struggling or you've got to go back to different hours longer hours which is the case for most people a lot of the time then um Emily will really help you today but you're going back in you're back on a breakfast shirt you're going in every day at the moment that's pretty impressive
1: yeah it's for a week and a half and then afterwards we're going away for a week so i've timed it quite oh, nice. nicely um yeah but that because it, it's a breakfast show the hours you know what it, what is time now amy the hours actually don't phase wow. me at all i'm up at 4am yeah. anyway so I might as well get my air washed and dried and go make some money And then, um, you know, I'm done by the morning and come back and it kind of overlaps that Christian's only really had to have him for like an hour by the time I get home. So it works quite nicely actually. Um, But what I'm struggling with is then in the afternoon when the tiredness hits, he's just, we've spoke about this, his naps are just so much shorter. So I'll put him down and it's half an hour. You know, he used to, like you say, he used to nap for three hours. Today, he surprised me. They do do this, the little things. Today he did nap on me for two and a half hours and we both had a little sleep which oh I love that yeah great but generally speaking that I mean the next nap after that was 11 minutes so (laughs) it does get tough but you've got to make it work and I do think it's so cool to say to bear I'm off I'm gonna go make some money for you so you can have a ball pit that I want to buy for you or whatever it is like (laughs) that is a great feeling now everything I earn is all for bear and that's the best Mm. feeling in the world that's cool hmm
0: yeah, no, it's true. And I think, you know, that's that's we want equality and we want to be able to work. And, you know, we've both worked hard in our careers, as yeah. I'm sure you have listening. And you want to carry that on. Um, but it is a bit of a struggle. But it's, um, yeah, I think that's the... But, but there, when it pays off and it all works, it feels great.
1: Yeah, and there are, what you'll learn when we speak to Emily next, when you hear this chat, there is actually a lot of help. And there's a lot of things Mm. that you can do that I definitely didn't know.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, So, yeah, well, I already feel better for having this break and chatting on the podcast today. I was a mess before it. um, Just because I was knackered. Yeah. But (laughs) she didn't sleep all afternoon. And then what? mid-afternoon, mid-doing this podcast, Kenny sent me a picture and she's fast asleep in his arms. Of course she is. But I'm happy. I'm delighted. Like... Just thank God she slept. I just thought, what if she just suddenly starts like not sleeping at all?
1: Oh gosh, yeah, Um, the thoughts that you have. But do you know what as well? I was on my own this weekend, and and the first night on my own, it's two nights in a row on my own, Christian went on a stag do. Um, First night, he would not sleep. And I definitely think that was a lot of my energy because I was worrying about the two nights that I had. So I could Mm. not get him down. It took me, I think, seven goes of trying to get him down over about three hours. Um, oh,
0: I'm so glad you say this, Jenny. Because <laughs> I genuinely, this has been me, and I really thought I'm really getting bad at this. What's happened?
1: No, you're not and bad. This,
0: abs- this regression is slapping us in the face. Like I'm doing a routine, like militantly, I'm doing everything you meant to do, and nothing's. And it's I. Do you know what? I've been DMing um Sarah, our sleep coach that we chat to, basically saying help oh. in capital letters. And she just said, "There's no point doing anything until after this progression." Right. She says, There's "No point."
1: Yeah. So, which kind of reassured me. You're doing amazing, Amy. You're doing fucking amazing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop the f bomb. Um, it's just some nights they just will not and and there's a million reasons for it and if you take sarah's point of view like you say that it's the progression that's actually amazing because the next day Mm. he folded his hands together so that's probably you know (laughs) so it's it's wonderful but then the next night you know when i knew i just had one night before christian was back i was definitely way more relaxed even had a little glass of wine like and that night he went first go straight down didn't yeah. wake and I really do think sometimes if they're resting on us with a slower heartbeat let's say um yeah it, it can have an impact can't it
0: oh they pick up on our energy 100% yeah and I know you're banging to that but it's definitely definitely a factor yeah because if I'm just chilled out and I've had a bit of sleep or whatever and it's I, you know I'm just feeling fine it's not an issue. It is when I am frazzled and I'm struggling. Cause like I say, she goes straight on Kenny, who's always calmer anyway, he's just a calmer person. Yeah. And boom, she's gone. Yeah, same with the dog. Cause I find <laughs> if she's kicking off, I'm frazzled,
1: the dog kicks off, like it's like a perfect storm. Do oh. you find that? Oh gosh, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. And there's, <laughs> if you are on your own, I mean- Oh I, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I was with my friend at the weekend who's, um, it was his stag. So we were both on our own for the weekend and her child's too. We were saying wow like single parents just wow because not only do you have yeah. the whole workload but it's just so taxing in terms of it is easier with someone else because sometimes where you just pass them over to someone and it's a different energy yeah. that's not been riled up with them and stressed and hot and warm they can yes. just, they just go because the it's... heat. An, yeah, the heat as well. So if the you're... Heat, I get so sweaty. <laughs> Do you get sweaty? I get so sweaty. Amy, I get so... And I'm wearing a natural deodorant that is so <gasps> shit and it doesn't work. And I'm like, I'm so tempted to go to a horrible aluminium filled like old brand because I need something to stop this perspiration.
0: Well, we've still got our fans set up in the bedroom and the lounge from the heatwave and they've gone nowhere because when, when I'm getting sweaty and she's on the sixth attempt of putting down,
1: that fan comes straight on because I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I yeah, get it. It's it's, it's so hard. And he, I gave him a bath the other night because I was told baths will help him sleep. So I'm like, okay, this is when I was on my own. I was like, while I'm on my own, I'm not going to bathe him because I prefer Christian to be there. It's only two nights. He can go yeah. two nights without a bath. And I went, no, I'm going to do it. And I was really proud of myself. But then... I think the water must have been too hot, and then he was screaming and screaming after the bath. And I'm like, "You're not meant to do this after the bath. You're meant to be, <laughs> be relaxed."
0: <laughs> oh God, yeah. I mean, you just try everything, don't you? But yeah. Um well, look, we're both going through it together, and I, I think it sounds like everyone else mostly does. Let's hope. And anyway, it's not about comparing; it's just getting through the bloody day at the moment. So, yeah, um, not like don't, I say, don't compare,
1: are... but definitely share because God, share, you feel better than yeah. you do. <laughs> totally totally
0: but um yeah look if you are navigating work soon or you're thinking about or maybe even if you're pregnant and you're worried about what's going to happen next um well at least you can prepare by listening to this but um
1: (laughs) it's also the greatest (laughs) the greatest thing in the entire world yes it is and um emily is unbelievably
0: good like she's going to help you so much so um enjoy So please welcome to two new mums, someone whose help we need, we need a lot at the moment. Emily Ellis. Hello. Woo. Hi, thank you. Nice to be here. Um, Thanks so, for coming on. Yeah, we need you, Emily. Um, so Emily, tell us a little bit about your, um, about what you do. It's called Work Baby Life. And it's all about sort of, you know, helping new mums back into the workplace. Is that right? And sort of well-being. Because there's a lot that we now realise that comes with it now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So what I do, um, I work with organisations to support their expectant and new parents um, with a combination of coaching and wellbeing, so yoga-based sessions, basically helping parents look after themselves better, find the time for them, get the right work-life balance. And what that means is then they're more able to stay in the workplace so the businesses keep their staff rather than lose them, which
0: costs them a lot of money. So you actually Sorry. work with businesses as well will hire you to um wow integrate women back into new mums but that's amazing I feel like that it's you know are there any workplaces you can sort of champion or you saying that you know saying what they are because I don't think that's quite rare isn't it yeah
2: it is quite rare but when you look at it from a stats point of view it makes total sense so nine in ten mums will struggle returning to work one in five will find it so difficult they end up leaving the workplace. And the cost for a large organization of replacing an employee is about 30,000 pounds based on the recruitment, getting someone back up, getting people up to speed, lost productivity in the tight, kind of six months it takes some to train somebody. So if you can put a bit of support in during someone's pregnancy and return to work to help them make that work, it's a lot more cost effective for businesses. So it is quite a new thing, um, but it makes sense.
0: hundred percent. I think it's only at this stage now where I mean Jenny's started doing a bit of work I'm sort of easing back in slowly but you do sort of realize how I mean we have quite strange setups I suppose to most people because we um, are both technically self-employed and um, it's a little bit different but for other workplaces I don't know if they are set up very well and just the thought of you know, after, I don't know, however long, six months a year going back to work, Monday to Friday, nine to five feels, you know, I, I don't know how you'd even do that. I totally get it now. And I've never have understood it before.
2: Yeah, I think that's the reality until you're kind of in it. It's not even something you consider, is it? And mm. from a, a what happens with workplaces, even with managers, you know, either they've been through it and they think, well, I managed it like years ago or they've not been through it. So they just don't get it. is with management teams to help upskill them so that they can support their staff better as well
1: yeah i think it it has to be hard as as a boss if you've not been through it and um, Mm -hmm. friends that i've got that have struggled their bosses whenever i've asked i've said have they got kids and they're like no so they don't know have you noticed since covid and a lot of working from home that it seems to be a bit more flexible in that respect i know not every job can be from home but Maybe people are now there's like compromises that can be made where it's like, well, you're coming back and you're going to be full time, but you can do X amount of days home. And has that made things easier?
2: Yeah, I think there is a lot more flexibility. Um, and I think definitely um, one of the larger organisations I work with, I, you can see there's more openness to kind of flexible work in the part time. just It doesn't necessarily mean like less days. It's just different ways of doing it. But I also think that creates challenges as well, because, you know, you guys probably experienced this in that actually sometimes then the lines are a bit more blurred and where are the boundaries if you're working from home from kind of so it, it just creates different challenges.
0: Yeah. And it is, you know, and the cost as well is something you don't realize. And I know there's this I think you get a government 33 hours, but that's only from the age of three. I think. Is that right?
2: Yeah. So there is various things to help you um and it just depends if on what you're eligible for so if anyone kind of wants to know there is a website called childcarechoices.gov.uk and you can put your details in there and it will tell you what you are eligible for um, there's tax-free childcare, which basically means for every eight pounds you spend on childcare, the government put two pounds in i think it's up to about two thousand pounds you get that for so it's well worth doing that um, if you've got like universal credit things like that then this you can get a lot of 85 percent of your child care paid for um, and then once your child turns three everybody's eligible for 15 hours free child care and if you have both parents working um and earning a minimum of 152 pounds but less than 100 pounds a year each and um, then you're eligible for 30 hours free child care but that's not until your child's three so that's quite a long time that you've got to you've got to find potentially you know a full time nursery placement average about 1200 a month obviously higher in london
0: oh, it's mad yeah. isn't it it's mad and you that's when you realize that the our, our our society is not set up for women to enable women to work because that's 3 years where you've either got to find that money you know no workplace is going to let you have 3 years maternity um so it's just yeah you suddenly realize you can quite easily become a little bit unstuck. Um, so I totally get where why, you know, I read a stat just yesterday, I think about it was something like, oh, I can't remember the amount, but massive amount of women who after one child, basically, and two two children, that's it. They're like, there's no point me working because by the time you've paid the childcare, no. it's um yeah, it's quite shocking. But I mean that's I don't know where we go with that I think it's, you know, people like you are doing a great thing by going into businesses and helping people who don't understand what it's like, understand that it's, that's the sort of progress we need. But yeah.
2: A bit yeah of... I think, um, you know, the government, uh, plan at the moment is to change the ratios, oh, to make that better, but that's just horrifying in itself.
0: Well, yeah, I was quite, really I was surprised when I went to look around a nursery and I've only just in the last, you know, week, um, really like, like sort of understood the different types of childcare, and when I looked around the nursery and it, it was lovely and I asked how you know what's the ratio how many and she said it's three to, to each um basically three children three babies to each person and I was quite surprised I thought it might be one of one excuse my ignorance yeah but or one or, or maybe two but I just thought bloody hell I struggle looking after keeping an arm one how do you do three I mean I know it's a job but that's you know to go to four that's not that's not okay is it I mean that's wild okay
2: yeah so under twos, yeah the
0: ratio it currently is um one to three yeah it's crazy isn't it yeah yeah scary Gosh. times
1: ahead oh my god and you're so you're so right society isn't set up for women to return to jobs and it is important what you do Emily because it's still wild isn't it how much it is the woman who generally is sacrificing their job I remember when I got pregnant a lot of people said to me, oh, but what about your job? You've just started this and you've just started that. Nobody said that to my fiance. No one said, oh, but what about you? You know, it's just assumed, yeah. isn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, there's things starting to happen that are changing and taking things in the right direction, but it's very like small. So there are organizations that are now offering equal paid leave for both members of staff. Mm. So uh, Mars, uh, John Lewis, uh, Vodafone are some of the ones that I can think off the top of my head that do that um which obviously what that then does is it kind of puts people on a equal footing so the stats are like the motherhood penalty don't know if you've heard of that but um, i'm going to really depress you about it. <laughs> no, <I laughs> but by the time your child's 12 years old um on average a woman will earn 33 less per hour than a male counterpart or a female counterpart without children so that's the motherhood oh. penalty but the fatherhood bonuses that dads earn more when they have children because they're seen as like a safe pair of hands so they typically earn more money so oh. um it's quite frustrating but a, a big part of that is kind of this the mental load and the setup in the home because it's mum that typically has the time off so dad goes back to work after two weeks and continues as normal mm. and then it's mum that has to kind of manage the home life the work the mental load and the childcare when they go back to work so if actually dad's got equal leave then that kind of is much more split and the mental load gets split um, but it'll be a while before we see that but it, we're starting to see that I think that's the biggest way that we'll get equality ironically giving dads
0: more to get us equality <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we need to help a friend of mine, I have to add he got six months paternity where he worked and he works at the telegraph. So I'm and I'm gonna say that because amazing six months paternity, yeah. it's unbelievable. And he didn't have to take it straight away. It's mad. Um so wow. just trying to lift it because yeah, it is tricky. Um so in the last, yeah, in the last sort of week, I've been looking at childcare options. I didn't know where to start. Like this isn't something I even thought about. Well, I did think about it a little bit, but I thought, well. You know, Kenny can just look after the baby when I do stuff. And it's not actually quite that simple because he also works as well. Um, so, yeah, what? just for anyone that doesn't know, what's the difference between, you know, should I have a a, nan- a nanny, like put her in nursery, childminder? What are the kind of different options?
2: Yes, yeah, so I can go through them. So um, with a nursery, kind of the benefits of a nursery are that they will take your baby from six weeks age up until school age. Um, they're open five days a week, usually from 8am till 6pm. Some do slightly longer. They do have um, staff available, they will have staff available for cover for illness um, and for holidays and things like that. So you haven't got to worry about any of that type of thing. Um, they're generally larger settings, so you've got a bigger range of resources and things available to your child. They'll follow like the early years framework, so you know that they're following kind of the early years curriculum um they'll accept um the if you get those free hours and um any of the tax free childcare payments things like that it's all nice and straightforward with them um i guess the downside of nursery is it's not very flexible so if you work shifts or you don't need like the regular hours it doesn't work for you um the cost is quite high so um typically you know nursery why i'm in leicestershire nurseries around here you're looking at about 1200 pounds a month for a full-time place obviously that varies massively on where you are in the country and nurseries but just to give you a bit of an idea um and i guess some people felt whilst the benefit of a nursery is it's that bigger environment with lots of different resources and things that can feel a bit less personal and i guess um quite overwhelming sometimes for some children and babies so that's perhaps it's not necessarily a downside but for some people maybe a downside of a nursery um, a childminder so obviously that's generally childminders tend to work from their home, so it's more of a kind of homely, home from home environment. Um, Their ratios will be the same, like one to three um, children. They typically take children from six weeks um, up to school age. They're cheaper, so um, again, it varies, but um, my childminder charges four pounds an hour, so um, that is a lot cheaper. If you put that on like a full-time place, you're looking over a month at about eight, nine hundred pounds. So that's a lot less than a nursery place. Um, They still take, uh, you can do the free hours um, and the like any vouchers or tax free, you know, childcare vouchers or anything you get. They follow the same early years framework. Um, And for me, a big benefit was that kind of like homely family environment. Um, The downside that a lot of people kind of have with childminders and was the reason that my first son went to nursery, not a childminder, is if they're off sick or if they go on holiday, then obviously what you do, you've got to find a way to cover that. Um I've used a child minder for the last four years and she's only ever been off sick once. So it it and you know she's given me months of notice for holidays. So it wasn't the issue that I kind of thought it would be. Um but I guess that depends on your child minder, So that is a, a con- kind of consideration. Um then you've got nannies so I know Amy you mentioned you were looking at that. Obviously that's the benefit of that is they'll come into your home, so actually that's quite nice, particularly if you're working from home, I guess that's mm. a nice thing, you know that your baby's there. Maybe not a challenge, if obviously, if they are upset or anything like that, and you can hear that that potentially does have a challenge. Um, the same thing, as long as they're registered, you can use your free hours If you, as they get older, childcare vouchers and things. Um, Cost-wise, again, it varies massively depending on when you work, where you are. Um, but you're looking at about twelve to sixteen pounds an hour, I think, for a nanny. Obviously, because they're going to be charging what a childminder mm. would cover, what a childminder would cost um, for three children. Um, and then the other thing that's a watch out for a nanny is you're responsible as their employer. So things like national insurance, pensions, tax, you are treated as an employer um and then the same thing in terms of holidays and illness obviously if you are relying on one person depending on what that person's like um you know it's just about setting those boundaries to make sure that um you're set up with them in a way that if things happen you you can plan ahead for that um the other option you've got is an au pair so the difference between an au pair and a nanny as an au pair is typically someone who's at like age 18 to 30. They don't necessarily have any childcare qualifications um, and they live in your house with you. So you are providing them room and feeding them. Um, and they. But then in terms of childcare, you only pay sort of 70 to 85 pounds a week. And there's like a number of hours that they can work for you. So it's a much, much cheaper option, um, but it just depends on. You know what what you're looking for um obviously because they're not somebody that would be following like a you know the earliest framework or um have any qualifications um the other options you've got are preschools and playgroups. so they typically take children from too so obviously for you guys with babies it's not so relevant um there i think they're a great option as your children get older but it just depends again on your work and setup because they tend to work term time so um and their school hours so if you're if you've got children in school um it's a great option for you but otherwise you've got to find that before and after school um like you would with a school wraparound care childminder, minder before and after school clubs and um, again like childminders, they tend to be cheaper than a nursery so it's typically like four to five pounds an hour obviously there'd be more in london um And then the other option I guess you've got is family and friends so you know that's great if you've got that option, there are some things I guess that are watch outs with that so um, if you are um, using family and friends, you can't pay them legally to look after your children for more than three hours, If if they're looking after your children for more than three hours a day, they have to be registered with offset like every other setting would be so it's a bit of a watch out. Um, and if the other way you can do it is like reciprocal childcare. so let's say I know I don't think you two live close to each other but if you did where maybe you both work two days a week and then the other day two days you look after the other one's child um, but there was a case a while ago which was two police officers doing that and it, they were told that it was a, um, a reward so you're not allowed to look after someone else's child for a reward if you aren't Ofsted registered um, but the law did change after that to kind of make it a little bit fairer. Um, and actually, you can do the reciprocal thing just with one of the family. So, if it becomes more than one family, you're getting into child minding and stuff. So, um, it is obviously if you have got someone you can do that with, great because you completely save your childcare costs. But some watch outs on that, I guess, if with friends, family, um, or reciprocal childcare is making sure you're really clear on what the expectations are what the boundaries are because that's where I see kind of a lot of challenges um, where people kind of have different views on what they expect or maybe parent in different ways.
0: Blimey. I didn't know that. So if your mum was to like look after your baby six days a week, five days, six hours a day, five days a week, she'd have to get Ofsted registered.
2: Not if, as long as you're not paying her. It's oh, okay. okay. If you were paying her.
0: Oh, uh, so- right.
2: So that's the thing. So you can't technically right. pay a member of your family yeah. to look after
1: Oh. Right. gosh there's a lot of options there something that um i have thought about is if you're going down one of the routes where they're like they're not in your home and you're handing them over and leaving them with somebody like a childminder or a nursery or something um that's really scary as a parent isn't it like the first time doing it I think especially when they're really young but it, it there's a lot to say that that's that's also really good for the child isn't it from a young age to be because I have a, a cousin who had to put her child in nursery like immediately he was so young and she felt awful but she was really um you know looked after and told actually from such a young age to be so sociable with other babies is really good that's right isn't it
2: absolutely that you know they're developing their social skills um they're getting to do loads of different activities things that you wouldn't do at home and I think in terms of thinking about when you're looking for a child care provider think about what those things are you know I don't want to do messy play and things like that with my kids I want that <laughs> when I'm paying for them to be looked after um or you know what are the things you want to do so like you know my childminder would used to take my children to an allotment um and do loads of really out things like that I don't particularly want to do that so that's great that they so of course there's loads of benefits and I think we really struggle most moms really struggle in terms of guilt going back to work but there are studies that show actually mums who um work full time have more quality time with their children than those that don't there have been studies that show this so and it's obviously because you you choose to think about that time and make that time count more when it's limited than when we are with our children all the time so it's not a it's not a bad thing um there are loads of positives to going back to work
0: Definitely. Yeah. And, and I think like I even I basically started a couple of shifts at the weekend. I think like just that mental break as well to do something that you're used to doing. And like, I n- know what I'm doing there. I don't really know what I'm doing <laughs> with the baby most days. Yeah. Um, but it was nice to do something and just have that little part of you back as well. I think that's really important.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that thing thinking about why you're going to work, because usually it's because it's something that you either you know it's going to give you a financial reward and that's going to benefit you and your family in some way and keeping that in focus as to what that is or if you know the things that are about you being a role model to your child and um, being um, you know for me it's a lot of job satisfaction and going to work and helping other people and making a difference and actually without that like yes I love being with my children but I know I'm a much better parent for working as well and that balance mm-hmm. um, is I think going back to that kind of Well, why am I going to work? And really questioning that in yourself um, and focusing on what it's going to give you and how it will benefit your child helps.
1: It can actually make your relationship with work better, can't it? Because a lot of people said to me, oh, I'm going to go to work for a break now, you know, Mm. like parents. And I never understood that. But now it's like, Mm. yeah, I'm really grateful for my job and I'm really grateful. I love it. And yeah, thank God I've got it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's nice, isn't
0: it? To have a hot cup of tea, have a wee and pee.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm, I'm glad as well, Jenny, that you touched on the the scary thing, because I think that's the one thing. There's all these options of, of childcare and, you know, some of them I think, yeah, that'll work. And I went, like I say, this nursery was lovely. Nothing wrong. I, couldn't have been better. But in the back of my head, like I find it, utterly terrifying the thought of leaving her in the care of anyone else like cripples me like I can't to the point I've not replied to their email you know oh do you want to get signed up no no I don't I I can't even bear the thought but I don't Mm -hmm. how do you overcome that because at the moment I'm thinking oh maybe I will just pay for a nanny to come to the home maybe that's a good entry level in but is is that no, I I don't know if I don't think it's an attachment thing. I think that's a general thing, right, is just that I cannot bear the thought of dropping her somewhere and like, oh,
2: how do you yeah. overcome that? So I think finding the right setting in the first place is helpful. And obviously, like we've just talked about all the different options and like there's obviously cost implications to the different ones. But also thinking about, you know, what is it, what's important to you for your child, and trying to make sure you've got something that's going to give your child that will make it much easier to, to hand them over to that setting. Talking to other parents. So don't, you know, you can get offset reports for all different childcare settings and child minders, but talk to other parents and ask to talk to other parents. If you don't know any, you know, go on local Facebook groups and get those reviews from other parents who rate that or don't rate that and then you know to avoid them. Mm. Um, But I think that really helps reassurance to have other parents who have used that setting or used that childminder Um, and talk to them, tell them how anxious you are because if they're a good setting, part of their role is to look after the parents and reassure the parents and it will give you a good idea as to what they're like. So to share with them just how anxious you feel about it. Um, And I think then there's something about having other people you know a support network of other people who are kind of going through a similar thing at the same time or ideally I guess I've been through it previously to help you to Mm. reassure you and then little and often you know it's kind of like you, you know you're gonna have to do it but actually if you've never left your baby with anybody don't go and leave them in nursery for a full day straight away you know just maybe it's can you leave them with somebody else that you trust first of all just to build that up um and then ask for a really slow settling in process you know if a nursery says they want you to leave your child one day for two hours and then the full day the next day you can say no to that you know ask for it to be slow and gradual to help you um and then keeping coming back to that why why are you doing it what are the benefits to you what are the benefits to your child like what what's like what's going to work why are you going to work what's it going to give you and if it's not going to give you anything like why what we're doing it for so good yeah would
1: it be out of order to say can i bring him for an hour and just sit and watch no, see how point. he is so certainly um
2: when my son went to nursery i did that um and i think since covid a lot obviously a lot of nurseries stopped parents from going in but you know there's no reason now why you wouldn't be able to do that um and i know my child minder, for example when it was COVID. She was still trying to work with new parents, like by meeting them in an outdoor setting, so that they could actually get to know her, even though she wasn't allowed to bring them into her house. So, I think it's perfectly reasonable to ask, and I would also, I would always encourage people to randomly turn up at the nursery or, you know, at the setting that you want to go to to get a real view of what it's like. Don't don't announce you're going. Randomly turn up the first time and then ask yeah. for
1: mm.
0: it's your
2: precious baby. You know, there's nothing that's ask for what you want.
0: Yeah, so true. And what about if you asked if you could just set up a little camera? Like, I've got a camera that we used to watch our dog Peggy with. It was dead cheap. It was only, like, 25 quid. I could just pop it in the corner.
2: I think there are, actually, think there are some nurseries that actually have them.
0: I was going to say, I swear I've seen something. I think, yeah, some, like, London nurseries or something. But that, I, I mean, if you had access to it... Oh, but
1: shouldn't. then... It- if they were crying oh don't
0: don't I know, I know being ignored or something you'd, just, you'd ah! in, driving down there in like seconds oh yeah I think recognizing that it is
2: hard and it's okay to find it hard you know my, mm. son, my, my youngest went for his birthday at preschool yesterday and you know he's been in going to a childminder since he was not even quite five months old and I still had that not in my stomach leaving him because it's just strange, isn't it? But mm-hmm. I knew it would be okay and it's easier. He's my third and I've done four. But I think it's like recognizing that there is that it's totally normal to find it hard that, that everybody does. Um, and definitely having your kind of, your support network in place for who you're going to ring when you need a hug or, you know, you, um, you just need to text somebody and say, I feel really guilty, I've just dropped them off crying or whatever it is, you know, you need that yeah. person in place who's going to be your backup and, and hug you and hold you up.
0: That's really good. Um, well, Emily, we've had loads of questions in. So we'll get through some of these because I'm sure they're going to. Uh, well, this one kind of answers it. Sarah um, says, what are the things to look out for in choosing a nursery, good and bad signs? So I guess either, yeah, what would be a you know, a warning sign or a bad sign, I guess?
2: So I think, uh, you know, I'd say turn up randomly the first time and just see how they respond. is always a good start. Um, And then I would say um, when you're looking around the setting just see, you know, how are the staff interacting with the children? How do they interact? Take your child with you. How do they interact with your child? Um, And then just, you know, ask lots of questions, see how open they are. Ask about first aid training. So, um, you know, the the rules on first aid, I think they have to have like a, a first aider within the setting. But a good nursery, I would say, would have more than that. So that's, you know, a good measure. Um, don't just look at an Ofsted report. Yes, that'll give you an idea. Like I said before, kind of ask in the local area, you know, go on a local Facebook group, ask for opinions. You'll get a very quick idea of whether a nursery is good or bad if you ask
0: around. That's a really good idea. I mean, we've got a local Facebook group and they, lo- oh, they love chiming in with stuff. So I'm actually going to yeah. do that, put it out there.
1: Um, Amelia says, how can I get myself excited about going back to work? I'm dreading it. So I think the
2: dread bit there is interesting because we kind mm. of all have you know like if you think about when you've been on holiday you get post-holiday blues and you get that dread so an element of that is normal if you when I mean, you've had a long period of time away from work but i would kind of question a little bit like what's causing the dread and if there is something specific kind of that's causing that rather than focus on how we're going to get excited address what it is that you're dreading as well is, is quite important but in general, in terms of getting excited, I suppose it's that little bit about going back to your why and why are you going back to work? Because everyone has a reason for going to work, even if it's you know just to pay the bills. What is it? Go back to your why. Think about the benefits that it's going to give you and your child. Um, and then maybe some kit days. So keep in touch days. I don't know if people have heard of them, but you can do 10 of those. A um, little bit different for you guys because you're self-employed. But if you work for an employer, you have 10 days where you get paid. And you can take them in the run-up to your return to work so you can do them all together or spread out and a lot of people find when they do a kit day keeping in touch day they go back in and they say actually it was quite nice to be back i did enjoy it and actually now i feel a bit better about it so if you've got that dread and you want to feel better about it i recommend putting in some kit days
0: it's good advice really good yeah um Tanya says, want to change from nine months maternity leave to full 12 months. Can employers say no or do anything bad?
2: you on that one. If you in terms of the guidance, so um, there's a website, the ACAS website that kind of has guidance on a lot of their, that type of question. They would say that you need to give your employer eight weeks notice before the date that you were due to go back. So I guess it depends where this person is in their journey. Um, So ideally you want to give as much notice as possible if you want to go back earlier or later and the ACAS recommendation is eight weeks. How that is lived out will be different in different organisations as to what they would do. So I think it's just, if that's what you want to do, get in touch with them as soon as possible. And if you need kind of more advice, look at the ACAS website. Um, And there's also, um, if you do have any specific challenges or problems like that, like if the employer came back with any problems, there's a website called uh, Pregnant Then Screwed which has really good advice and they also have a um a helpline that you can ring for free and speak to um, advisors who will give you like legal advice on what you can do.
0: They're really
1: good yeah, well, actually. I follow them on Instagram as well. They're great. When you're pregnant, I know a lot is focused on let's get you ready for the birth but I think this information should be in leaflets oh, yeah. and stuff and given to you. Why isn't it?
2: Yeah, that's a very good point. There's a lot of stuff that you could kind of... um. And with the organisations I work with, this is why we work with people in pregnancy to kind of do some of the pre-planning, both in terms of your job and your handover and what you want that next chapter to look like, but also the things that you might want to sort of start to get ready in terms of just to make it easier. Because at this point, you're knackered, aren't you? And you can't think straight anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so true. But the thing is though, Jenny, because I feel like, is it one of those things that maybe there was information, but I was like, oh, I'll deal with that afterwards because you're so fixated on the pregnancy and the birth like all you think about is the birth isn't it and so many people said to me don't worry about the birth think about yeah. after the birth because that's the hard bit and I was like "Ah, no as long as I get through the birth I'm fine and I'm like oh my god <laughs> then <That's>... it's easy <laughs> oh my goodness me but you're so right um uh also from Jenny uh my kids are starting childcare. oh no kids starting childcare equals sickness just as you go back to work, it's a nightmare. Any tips?
2: Yeah, this is a really good point. Like when your kids go to childcare, so particularly if they go to a nursery around more children, they're going to pick up bugs and things It's going to happen. It's part of building their immune system. So, you know, it's just when i guess when a lot of us we maybe we didn't go into it um, until we went to school and children would have got more ill at that point but now most children go to nurseries or settings when they're younger so yeah it is the reality it's going to happen and it isn't one of those things you're aware of until you're in the thick of it and it makes going back to work that a bit harder i guess the th- in terms of what you can do asking your employer about what your rights are so you will be entitled to so many days of like parent there'll be There'll be certain days in terms of sick pay or um, parents will leave, maybe paid or unpaid, but understanding what your rights are from your employer, what their expectations are in terms of how they expect you to handle it. So can you work from home? Can you work flexibly? Do you have to take it as holiday after so many days? You know, so understand upfront. And then I think it's really talking to your partner if you have one about this has to be a shared load. You know, They've been back at work for however long after their paternity leave, haven't had to worry about this but you can't, it, it can't all fall on them shoulders. So it has to be shared. And this is where you need to really utilize your support network as well. So, you know, family, friends, can they help with childcare? Or if it's not childcare, what else can they do just to take some of the load off, you, you know, walk your dog or what, you know, cook your dinner. It's like when you get those offers, take them at this point because it's really tough. Um, and uh, I think finding um, somebody within, you know, if you're working in a business organization, Somebody who can be a bit of a buddy or a mentor or if there is a coach there that can support you through kind of these these sort of challenges. Um, And then the other thing is, I think, accepting that it is a phase and while you're going through that phase, not kind of planning too much on the evenings and the weekends, knowing that it's going to be a bit full on in that first few months. That they're going to get sick and you're going to be exhausted so the more downtime you can give your child and you to kind of recuperate from that is better and just accepting it's not forever but it is it's is, It's not a formal to go through I love <laughs>
0: that
1: word phase, phase. I
0: feel everything at the phase. moment is like it's not forever it will get better
1: it's just a phase that's just Fleeting, our, that's,
0: that's... Our, that's our daily mantra <laughs> that is I just... it's just a phase
1: yeah I'm going to get the word fleeting tattooed like on my wrist or something. So it's just fleeting, It's fleeting.
0: Oh dear. Oh, well, Emily, look, thank you so much. That was invaluable. It really was. Mm. And I mean, this is just the start of, you know, for us, but it, it's, it's a, it's a minefield and I think what you're doing is incredible. I'm going to, I'm going to champion you to any workplace I come across, you know, including my own, because it's just, you know, but because they, do, it's not a lot of workplaces fault. There's just no, there's not enough understanding. And um, yeah. You know, and that's the problem really, isn't it? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Well, thank you. And I think, you know, for those people that don't have the support in their workplaces, the biggest thing I can say is, you know, ask for and accept help from both people at work and outside of work that you just have to, you have to accept. You're going to need to ask for and accept help. Put regular check-ins with your manager to talk about how you're feeling. Um, like I said, try and get kind of some sort of buddy or mentor to kind of help you. Um, someone at work who's a working parent, Plan time for you. So when you have the least time is when you need the most Most important to plan some time for you, just a little bit of time um, for you each week, doing something, you know, if it's yoga, running, reading a book, whatever it is that you like to do, contract with your partner or some family to help make sure you get that time. And then plan the time, some special time with your child as well so that actually you've got that to look forward to when you may be having a bit less time for them. So if you haven't got support in your organisation, there are kind of five key things that I'd say um, do to help with the return
1: that's amazing you're brilliant, brilliant. yeah you're just you brilliant are. and what you're doing is brilliant so thank you so much for chatting to us thank, thank for you having emily. Me,
2: and keep um doing what you two are doing because it's brilliant i love your podcast and you are helping so many moms it's great oh,
0: oh thank you go and check
2: emily out now what's your
0: website emily and workbabylife.co.uk fabulous thank you, thank you emily thank you